Welcome to Beyond the Circus. This is Dale Hummel with co-star Brian Rash. Hello, hello, hello. We could pretend it's a good day. Okay, just get all your shit out of the way and over with and all your little tirades and rants and all that. Then I'm going to talk about the people, what the people really want to hear about. So let's, let's do that. And this is, this is titled the Trump indictment, all of the, everything Trump. And, and that's fine. We, we need to talk about it. It's, it's something that's, that's important, but, but in the last 24 hours, the world stage continues to deteriorate from a standpoint and most of it circles around China. And I haven't been on China tirade for a while, but currently they have three warships circling Taiwan. We just had a bipartisan uh, delegation attend meetings in Taiwan overnight. It wasn't announced ahead of time. And and this has really upset China even further, which does not, I'm not saying we shouldn't, we should clear everything with China by any means. I'm just stating the fact that China is very angry right now as we speak. Um, And I'm afraid they're going to take that out in some manner on Taiwan, which Ryan, I am also confused that we consider Taiwan a very important trading partner. It appears as though they're an independent solvent nation, but we, we officially do not recognize them as a nation. There's 10 countries that do, and they're, they're of not significant size or military status to really do a lot about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused with the formalities. I do believe we need to support Taiwan. I do believe that their ability to, to supply us in trade is, is something that we're relying on for, for several things. So that, that, that does concern me. And there, there's a few other things that concern me, but that one, that one is one. And the other one that I will bring up on beyond the ring is the continued push to devalue the U S dollar across the globe. And this is a push intentionally pursued by China for many years. They just happen to be getting some traction right now with Saudi Arabia, um, Iran, which doesn't surprise me, um, and Brazil. And when the dollar starts to no longer become the standard, it's going to cause inflation here and it could really devalue the the dollar worldwide. And this, this way people are thinking, well, this doesn't affect me. Well, it will. I, I've watched other countries and I've watched it, particularly in Argentina, the, the peso fall to, to almost nothing. Same thing in Mexico years ago. This, this is something that's serious, and I don't understand world finance as well as I should, and I'd love for one of our listeners to, to break that down for me sometime. But I can assure you, when countries no longer are holding the U.S. dollar as their federal reserve, kind of like we used to hold gold and have enough gold in Fort Knox to cover all the dollars that we printed, other countries held enough U.S. dollars to kind of cover what they consider uh, their currency or what they, they needed short, long-term, whatever it may be. But when that no longer becomes the standard, we lose a lot of benefits and we lose a lot of influence in the world. And there's no question that China is doing everything physically possible to undermine such. Enough ranting for me. On to the Trump indictment. No, 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 I, no. I, that's, all, that's all I have. You bring, you bring up all this other shit that yes, it's important, and yes, I'm not saying all the but the the other than the Trump indictment, the biggest thing that has happened that will directly affect Americans right now, you you don't talk about it all, such as that OPEC has reduced by a million barrels of oil a day. Yes, that will impact. And Joe will just go to our reserves and deplete it more. There are no reserves. More, more. No, there are some left, but we're very low. There are no we, reserves. We've used more than we've used in, I don't remember, what did they say? This is going to affect people Forever. next week, not in whatever. And you, well, that, you have that's, nothing that's to gonna, say about it. That's going to bump your gas price. Again, listeners, he doesn't care about you. He you only not- cares about himself and how the yen is going to affect his fortune. He doesn't care about you. It does not. I'm telling you, it does not matter if you have a fortune in the bank or not. When the U.S. dollar is no longer the standard currency, the devaluation of that, you, you, I, I don't think you're wrapping your head around that. That's more I'm than increasing gas by a couple dollars a gallon. That's terrible. Yeah, we've experienced that. We may be able to survive that. The, the they say devaluation it's be as bad of the dollar. As it was last summer. 
And I think it will. I, I, I have no doubt. And I and I, I also believe because Saudi Arabia and China are buddying up a little bit, I don't doubt that that there's a push from China to do some of these things. It could be just Saudi Arabia wanting to make more money, and that's logical. And guess what happens when that gas price goes up, Ryan? Your buddy over there, Mr. Putin, he does a lot better. Oh, he yeah, has no, he has money. Again, don't I think that was probably negotiated by Putin. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, none of none of the above, none of the above would surprise me. And there's probably a lot of fingers in that that mix that are that are that is causing this. But as we continue, and Saudi Arabia is one that they're either going to now instead of selling oil and trading in U.S. dollars, they're either going to use the yen or gold, and they've made that pretty pretty clear that the U.S. dollar is no longer only the only thing they're taking in payment for oil but rather the yen or gold. And then the only other thing before we get to all things Trump indictment, um, your, your little buddy in North Korea, Rocket Man, he's very See, unhappy. I keep kind of forgetting about the poor little guy. He's very unhappy because evidently the U.S. and South Korea did some kind of drills together. And so he has come out today and said that he is on the brink of nuclear war, which... I'm just going to put it this way. I think homeboy is like way mentally unstable and trigger happy as it is. Anyhow, probably not good for him to state that publicly. Like think this could end badly because of all of them, of Putin and Xi Jinping and what he's like, fat guy ain't got nothing to live for. He got this little bit of country that nobody cares about, whatever he, he is the one that I am the most terrified of that would just do something just to do something. I I would agree. And I think he was, and I don't know when this, this is shocking. This happened and I, I'm not getting, it's not bombarding the news like it should, because there's so much other crap going on. I'm sure it's out there and I just missed it, but I know Japan and South Korea have also collaborated on some military exercises. And, and your little friend is very angry about that as well. Very angry. The only thing that would stop him is he, he appears to really enjoy the life of luxury from what I can tell. If, if that were to be taken away because we fought back or somebody did, I there there's his level of comfort. It seems to be very, very important to him outside of that batshit crazy. I don't know. I've never been to either Korea. I mean, the pictures I've seen looks like a pretty place, but, North Korea is the only country in the world that did not have a case of the Rona. So maybe we should all just move there if he's going to like nuke people. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe speaking of the Rona, it's still biting us in the ass in our school district. We had half of the teachers out last week. Again, I told you, uh, your teachers are just a bunch of pussies. If that's yeah, I'm, I'm and the symptoms didn't didn't seem to be very strong. Just the fact they were tested. And when they're tested, they I don't know what the policy is. They can't come in. Oh, and you got a new mayor last night. And I think this stop, one may be worse. No, stop, stop, stop. I do not live in Chicago. <laughs> you, 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 you bitched about Lori Lightfoot my, my enough. Tax, like you, my tax dollars seem to siphon that direction on, on a regular basis, but I do not. I do not have a vote and I do not live there, but I do appear to fund their crazy activities. Well, I'm just saying you bitched about Lori Lightfoot enough that I you would think you lived in Chicago and you got a new mayor. And I'm telling you, I think you may have got one that's worse. I think he is as progressive or more and maybe a little more mentally competent. He owed the city of Chicago like $15,000 till last Friday. For what do we know? Parking tickets, violations, <laughs> all this other stuff. Oh, did he pardon himself or how did he pay it? How did he get out of that? No, he paid it last Friday. Okay. I was just waiting until you get elected and then he he could just pardon himself from it or just excuse himself. But no, he's, he is, I mean, again, I don't know how you could be worse than Lori Lightfoot, but he is more liberal than her. More more progressive, I guess, is the term he uses, but. Everything he ran on was was the opposite of what you could ever expect that they would vote in, considering the the crime and the problems that they're having. That they've been going through. They go from really bad to this guy maybe like mm. 
way worse. But I think I think we need to take an IQ test of the populace of Chicago. I'm just curious. Oh, I just think curious. You would be sorely disappointed. Sorely, sorely disappointed. But anyhow. So speaking of that, and and he becoming mayor could have pardoned himself. And I believe Joe Exotic is still in prison. You and Chase were having this discussion yesterday, and Chase pulled it up that he he was running for president. Yeah, Tiger so- King Joe. We, we are very grateful that Dale is here because he was at an exotic animal auction with Chase yesterday, and we thought that he may not make it home ever. But they send me this picture of this guy, and they're convinced it is striking resemblance. Tiger King Joe. No, he does not resemble at all. <laughs> other than he has blonde hair, and he's at an exotic animal auction. That's it. And I mean, he was <laughs> he, probably go trying he's to be clearly a, younger, but he was he was trying to be Joe Exotic. He's trying to be yes. I was like. Joe Exotic is dying of stage four prostate cancer in Dallas. And he's about 30 years older than that dude right there. That's not him. It took me an hour to convince these two yahoos. Chase Eason so, goes, Googles it. Oh, he's right. He's in Dallas incarcerated. Well, like, so there was a whole documentary last year in, about Tiger King to update people. In theory, if he were to become president, in theory, from jail, which he can, he's, he's eligible for president, right? By the, the laws of what's a lot 35 years old and a natural born citizen. So we, we believe him to be eligible. Yes. He's ran already. Yeah. So if, if he were to become president, he in turn could pardon himself. Theoretically. Yes, he could. Yes. He so could. that's all he's got to do to get out of jail. It seems yeah. simple. Yeah. Well, see, Trump should have just pardoned himself from everything future, whatever, when he was in when he was president the first time, and then this would not be an issue. So. Is that a, can you do that? I do believe you can. Really? It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like then why I, wouldn't every president do that? I, I, because I guess I don't know, but it's probably I mean, looked down upon a little bit. I, I don't think it's ever been done. Yeah. I'd say on they, that last day. Normally the they look for like the next person to do that for them. Like, for instance, uh, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, pardoned him for any and all future crimes. Like, I know that happened. And they did say future. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. I I was unaware that was a real thing. I mean, but now I don't, I I may be wrong. Now, there was some thing about was, would Clinton pardon himself for the Watergate or Whitewater, excuse me, not Watergate, Whitewater stuff. And I don't know if he did or not. But like there was when he was getting out of office, there was a lot of that about over the whole Whitewater drama. But anyway, so I think that's enough of that. And so when a sitting president is indicted, I guess it doesn't happen very often. But it's never been. This is the first time. I'm going to say that I'm a little confused. If they can pardon themselves, if they're sitting president. It's a mess. I, I don't, I don't. I'm sure. Well, there's never been a sitting president indicted. They are. So because probably because of just what you're saying, they can pardon themselves. So that's why, you know, they've never even done it till after. And Trump is the first former president ever indicted. And so like now that we're moving into the topic or whatever, for those of you that have not followed this very closely, like I just want to give you a little background. In 2016, Michael Cohen, which was an attorney for Trump, paid Stormy Daniels, who is a porn star attorney, $130,000 and made her sign a non-disclosure agreement because she said that her and Donald Trump had an affair. Trump has always denied this since this came out, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But And I'm going to say... Again, Bill Clinton gave Paula Jones $850,000. So this is not uncharted territory at all. Nor is it illegal, I believe. No, and it is not illegal. But so we all know that they went after Trump every way they can. So they looked into this. The Justice Department looked into it. The Federal Elections Commission looked into it. The New York State attorney, the Manhattan attorney, all these people looked into it. They all dropped it. 
um, the current Manhattan uh, district attorney is Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg, like, there is video of him when he was out on the campaign trail, which this brings up a very valid point that somebody brought up that why are judges and district attorneys elected? Like, that's a terrible idea. I think it's the basis of the Constitution that our justice system has to be that way. I, I think that's a terrible idea, but I'm just I, I believe in a dictatorship as long as I'm the one pointing the dictator too, and it doesn't seem to nobody cares. Nobody yeah. wants to do that. But anyhow, there there's footage of Alvin Bragg on the campaign trail saying, and I quote, I if y'all elect me, I will get Trump. So in multiple I'm, ways he stated that. Yes. It wasn't yes, uh, just one little slip of a statement. This was no, this was no. the focus of his campaign. This at, was at, yeah, at. this is why he got elected. I mean, like multiple interviews about it. Uh he he bragged about the fact that he had tried over one hundred Trump cases in some form, fashion, etc. So And within uh, that district that that bragging by brag about that was huge. Right. The, the the lack what what how many what percent vote it was a one percent it was nothing zero I mean just yeah. no Trump voters in his district but uh anyhow so and just so all of these charges that have been brought up were originally misdemeanors the statute of limitations for a misdemeanor runs out in two years so all of these charges have run out on statute of limitations but. There is a law in New York that if you can bootstrap it or link it, all these misdemeanors to the point of covering up another crime, then you can get them on felony charges, make it a felony. And I think the statute of limitations on that is five years. And it's some people say it's over depending on when you pick the date, et cetera. But here we are. So, so I, I, I want I want you to help me out, and, and and maybe because I'm unclear. So the there's not illegal for him to pay Stormy no. Dan, whether he he was with or had an affair did not doesn't matter irrelevant. But I believe Bragg is stating that he paid his attorney and and wrote it off as attorney fees, and his attorney in turn paid Stormy Daniels. Yes. And that is where that is where the falsifying business records. Correct. So I want to just so you can explain that well, because I don't I don't I don't know that everybody understands that. Yeah. So, again, Trump never paid Stormy Daniels. Mike Cohen and Stormy Daniels never got check herself. Stormy Daniels attorney got a check. Anyway, Mike Cohen paid Stormy Daniels attorney. Trump reimbursed him. And not by the way, let me point this out. This is a proof of fact, too. Not with campaign funds. Yes, he's, he's not going to be that stupid. No. That, that, His own personal money, he reimbursed him for this. But what Alvin Bragg is saying is that he falsified. He is saying that the way that it's written up, or Alvin Bragg claims, is that it was for lawyer fees, all this other stuff. And it was truly, and it was for this hush money payment to get Stormy Daniels to sign this NDA, yada, yada, yada. But even with that, it's still a pretty gray area. You you could argue, even I, I believe it went exactly that way. So, but you could yeah. say, well, he charged him X amount just to negotiate. I don't know. It, it's gray, but there is no question. Trump Trump had money that ended up going to Stormy Daniels' attorney. Period. Right, and the whole and I, another point on this that I want to bring up is all of this, this whole exact same situation, which. I can't think of the guy's name. He's a presidential candidate, Democrat, maybe uh, Edwards. Yes. Uh, okay. John. Okay. No, not John. Anyway. I don't Edwards was it. You're correct. Edwards. So he had an affair and had a child with another lady. So it was a proven affair. Unlike this deal with Trump and Stormy Daniels, which Stormy Daniels is also on the record saying after, after this, that she never had an affair with him, whatever. And but, did she not just lose the, lose the civil case? Oh, yeah. So I'll bring that up to you. Okay. Anyway, so Edwards had an affair, had a child. He's running for president. He does the same shit, all this other stuff. 
but he did use campaign funds to pay this lady so, off. So do not do not confuse how this right. Was done. Yeah, they took the DOJ and the Federal Elections Commission both took this man to trial and lost because in the end they didn't buy that it was for to try to sway voters because their stance was it was trying to save his marriage and serve and keep his family from public humiliation and shame. Okay. So this is all this, this thing has been tried before and didn't want, that's why DOJ federal elections commission said, yeah, this isn't going to work. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And also in the, the best out of all the pundits, that went through this. The the best comment that was made is while Trump was in the courtroom getting indicted and arraigned, okay, another judge in I think the ninth U.S. Court of Appeals is what they said said that Stormy Daniels owes Trump one hundred and twenty one thousand dollars and some other one hundred twenty one and some change to cover attorney fees. To cover attorney fees. They had been appealing that because she lost the civil suit and had to pay, and Trump was awarded $500,000. And, but she has been, and which she never paid, and she's been fighting the attorney fees thing. But while he's in court getting arraigned, this, so the pundit said, all we know for a fact is that God has a sense of humor, that this goes down <laughs> exactly when Trump is getting arraigned. So, yeah. But, so it's 34 counts of falsifying business records. As I said, each check is like three or four counts. It's all, it, it is all the same thing. It is all the same hush money payment, all this other stuff that they've gone through and all this. The, the main thing is, is that Bragg is saying that he did all this to cover up another crime. And that's how he got this indictment, whatever. Here's the kicker in the indictment and in his press conference after the arraignment, there is no mention of what the second, what the crime is that he falsified these business records to cover up the second crime. There, there, there is no crime mentioned. And when asked about it, all he said is, I don't have to reveal that now. I'm going to say that probably by law, he's right. But if you are indicting a former president of the United States and the overwhelming front runner to be the Republican nominee for president in 2024, don't you think that you might just want to go the extra mile and put that info out there? Well, he, he made a point that that was, that was the focus. And, and, and again, I can be confused and I, I have spent minimal time on this. But you can, a lot. you can help me with this one. So I believe District Attorney Bragg's case or his allegations that Trump violates election law by failing to report campaign related expenditures and then illegally falsifying records. The falsification of records is it was written down as consulting to his attorney versus a Stormy Daniels payment. And I believe the violation of election law by failing to report campaign related Bragg is trying to say that, that Trump gave her hush money to help his campaign. Well, Trump is everything he's doing is to help his campaign. Does, does that make sense to you? I don't, I don't understand okay. everything, well, here, but here's the whole thing. It, that's the theory Dale. but he has not, it is not in the indictment. He will not comment. So we don't know. That is the theory. Yes, but I'm, I'm unaware of where that is. That that is just the theory. But how can and you it, tie the? How can you tie? He didn't use campaign funds, but yet he's manipulating the election by. That's why the I'm, whole I, thing. Uh, that's why this is not. It doesn't work. Again, Edwards has gone through this all again. The DOJ, FE, Federal Election Commission did all this with Edwards. It didn't work, it, and it was a much stronger case. Because he did use campaign funds. Yes. We're drummed in it. I want to make sure everybody understands that, that that's, that's where we're at. And, and don't make those direct comparisons. And 
and this whole thing that this was campaign related expense, but it was his personal expense. It was out of his pocket. What about when you run a, a camp an ad on television? Isn't that influencing the election? Yeah. So I'm again, confused. very confused. Uh, no, it it it's a mess. And again, the fact that he never stated what the second crime was that all this falsifying business records intent to cover up was is now as of last night and this morning, several legal eagles have come out and said that Bragg has violated Trump's sixth amendment, right? Which for those of you that don't know the sixth amendment in part uh, provides the right of a criminal defendant. And the point that they're pointing to is, to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witness, with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor. Basically, what it says is you have to know what you're being accused of, so therefore you can prepare your defense. And since Bragg has withheld this information, they're saying Trump's Sixth Amendment right has been violated. Even though he stated the 30 some counts. Yes, they, but it just is falsifying business records with all of those counts are out the statute of limitations. And until he says what law is he trying to cover up, cover up, then you can't form a defense. Agreed. So, which again, this is all a mess. I, and I thought the interesting thing is uh, some of you won't remember this dude, but Dale might. Do you remember McCabe from FBI? I do. Okay. He's the one that had the affair with the other yep. FBI agent and they sent all the texts and we're not going to let Trump get elected and whatever. And somehow appeared to have way more power than they should have. Right. Yeah. So McCabe is on CNN as a pundit. When all this goes down, his quote when the indictment comes out after the arraignment is, I am severely underwhelmed and there is no way this will stick. Wow. And that was everyone. There was no one. I mean, maybe those stupid bitches on The View. I don't know. but And there, there's one more. There is one more. Former FBI Director Comey, the one. Trump fire. Oh, I see. He may he may think it's going to stick to. He says it's a very good day. Very oh. good day. Okay, see, I didn't see that. But anyway, all the mainstream media pundits, even the way out there ones like Rachel Maddow and all of a sudden, like, not going to work. Uh, if you listen to any of these people that are, you know, well in depth in the law, they do not see that when the Trump defense team whatever goes and they're going to make a motion to have these this case dropped etc that unless when there's something called a the bill of in some point there's some document that comes out and it's called bill of something i can't remember now and uh it will unveil what the second crime is that he thinks falsified in these biggest nerves intent was to cover up. But unless, unless there's something there that nobody can see, there's no new witnesses, no new nothing, all this other stuff. They don't know how the judge other than he's not a Trump fan. His daughter volunteered for Camelot's campaign, all this other stuff, unless he just like wants to be an absolute, you know, horse's ass says, you're right, this case has no merit and is dismissed. So there's that. But in the in the indictment, of course, there weren't cameras, but we got reports from lawyers, from the DA team, from uh, media people that were in there that couldn't have phones or recording devices. But in, in this deal... The first thing that Alvin Bragg brings up is some true social posts and all this other stuff saying that Trump is trying to incite violence over this uh, and that they want a gag order. 
I, I don't know how you would put a gag order on a presidential candidate because he has to be able to talk about this defending himself. Anyway, long story short, the judge did not issue a gag order. He did warn both sides to about their social media posts, etc., and that he hopes that he doesn't have to revisit this again. The other thing was, is that they were like, we want, uh, the DA was like, we want this expedited and moved along and all this other stuff. Okay, this is the beginning of April, right? Beginning of April. Do you know when the court date to decide on the motions that are going to come up, like the motion to dismiss, the motion for a change of venue, the motion for for the judge to recuse himself. Do you know when that's going to be, Dale? I am, I am aware. December 4th. Yes. That, that, that is real speedy. Do you, do you know what our next election is for president? Uh, less November. Yes. 20, I mean, not and you that. know, this first court date will, will nothing will be accomplished. It'll, no, it'll it's, it's just to decide on the most pre-trial motions. Yes. That, that's it. That is all. That is all it is. And the other thing that I thought very interesting about the arraignment is, which I'm sure some of you watched it, some of you didn't, but like they shut, like when President Trump arrived in New York the day before, they shut down all the interstates, all this other stuff from the airport to Trump Tower. The next day, like the amount of police presence, barricades, all this other they shut down FDR from Trump Tower all the way to the courthouse, which is only about a 4.2-mile hike, but everybody said normally, with normal traffic, it's 30 to 45 minutes. When I mean it was shut down, there was not anybody on the road at all. Some people, now, I I don't believe this. I, I do have some facts on this. Eric Trump and the Trump family are saying that for the two days that he was, and it wasn't even two days, it'd been more like 24 hours probably, but the day, the, eve, the afternoon before the indictment and arraignment and that day, that it would probably cost New York $200 million. I think that's probably high. Uh, I do know that when he was just a candidate, for president, not even the Republican nominee, just a candidate for president. It cost the state of New York $750,000 a day. Now, that wasn't them shutting down freeways and having every policeman that they have on staff and all this other stuff. So significantly higher, $200 million might be a stretch for me. But since the December 4th thing was only for the pre-trial motions, the Trump's lawyer team uh, said, you know, he will be campaigning. There's no reason for him to be here, much less the cost and all of the undue stress that this has wreaked havoc on the city of New York. We would like for him not to have to be there. The judge said, no, he has to be there. It seems ridiculous that he, for what they went through. Right. And again, what if if I get that the man may want his pre- he could zoom. You know what I'm saying and save I, I millions just, of dollars. It's it's an image issue that others would be required to be there so a former president should have to be there. Again, the whole court process in my mind to a certain degree is broken on, on things just like this and horribly inefficient as evidenced by the December 4th next court date it's it's a mess an absolute mess and while we're on that this particular judge do you do you realize how much he appears to dislike trump a lot yes yes very much so trump has been very vocal about that i believe yeah no the most vocal like and uh so so that's all that kind of what went down and uh, again like until we he the DA has to play his hand on telling everybody what this 
crime is that he thinks Trump committed, we're kind of all at a standstill other than the fact that he really looks very dumb right now, like the most dumb. And again, I'm not saying that his process or his theory or the way that he's going about it is not lawful, but also this is a little different scenario. Uh, You would think that if he had a very strong case, he would want everyone to know how he's going to get Trump instead of saying, I don't have to reveal that. That, that what, so the the big picture here, and and he's a district attorney for the county of New York. And when we we talk about about that, I, I believe there's some numbers out there, and he's choosing what cases to prosecute and how many criminals are let out, basically yes. or let off their charges. It's a very high number, is it not? Uh, so what the irony in all is is that. The other part of his campaign was he wanted less people behind bars and convicted and all this stuff. So 52% of the felonies under his watch have been reduced to misdemeanors and no jail time served. Now he is taking misdemeanors that are outside the statute of limitations and making them a felony in Trump's case. This is the biggest evidence in my mind or or finger oh, without a doubt. that points to to political weaponization period yes, yes. i mean that, that that is that is it because 52 percent of the felonies on his watch were reduced to misdemeanors and we're doing the opposite he- and and w- with that in hand and the judge's opinion that that i believe is is real of of president trump and I don't know where they're at in this process. How can they not get this venue moved and, and to a different judge, a different area? And again, I'm not saying that they can't, but like Trump is, Trump still is, it should be moved to Staten Island. Okay, so Staten Island was 12% Republican. It's, it, you, you can't move it out of the state see, of New York. See, and, I, thought it was, I thought it was closer. I thought it was almost no, even. Maybe, maybe no, it was a different it, place. It, it was 12 See, I, I I swore where where they where they suggested moving it or what was talked about. He was, I think he was still behind, but it was within. Maybe there's somewhere else, but Trump said Staten Island, nearby Staten Island, and it, now there may be other places that other people floated around. But yeah, uh, and again, the twelve percent number that could have been the midterm election, or that could have been the one where Trump lost to Biden. I don't know, but. Yeah. Uh, that that was the number that was quoted. Uh, and so it, it's an uphill battle either way. But, it, you know, there, there was some very valid points here made the other day that uh, after 9-11, there were several terrorist cases tried there. And, and again, that would be terribly hard, you'd think, to get a fair trial. And yet some of those people did get off and were you know, not proven guilty and all these other things. So I don't know. I don't think the case will ever get to trial because again, the way that this, this dude, the judge is going to be under enormous pressure from everyone. And he probably knows that he cannot be biased, but no judge wants to have to recuse themselves. And so the easiest thing for him to do is just say, this case has no merit and we are dismissing this. And that even though the judge does not like Trump at all, all the pundits on both sides are, are firmly convinced is that is what will happen. But Got it. Well, I, I remember something and, and speaking of getting dismissed, the problem is we're, we're what April, if I'm correct, there won't even the, the the opportune time or the allowed time or when Trump's attorneys can submit um, his defense attorney a motion to dismiss the indictment is not until August eighth. Yes, August. Right. So we we deal with this unknown until then. Well, we won't even know what the pretrial motions are till August, and then those motions don't even get go to court till December fourth. 
And so again, I mean, it's clear that his attorneys are going to going to file to dismiss. We we can assume right. that. Oh yeah, but nothing can formally even been be done at all until like the eighth. Yeah, and so this just continues to drag out, and then uh, and you know, I I just nightmare, and it's all and again there are other litigation against Trump. Of course, there's the January six hearings. There's the Mar-a-Lago deal. There's deal in Georgia that is in a grand jury right now that he tried to alter the, you know, election or interfere election interference, all this other stuff. But I think the thing and what most people's thoughts on this is this one comes out first. It's literally God's greatest bunch of bullshit. And so this puts a stain on everything else to follow. Like, because again, it's just going to pile on and pile on and pile on. Most people think that the case that has the most merit is the Mar-a-Lago thing with the classified documents, which I I don't know because there hasn't been enough come out about it because that's in special counsel. My thing is, I find it very hard to believe that they're going to prosecute Trump for that when two vice presidents, Trump's and Biden, who is the current president, also were found with classified documents, and yet they're not supposed to have any access to them at all. I agree. and I, I, I think that one's a not... They, they can't. That, that one's going to go away. It's so if... if so I don't know. Like I, I just find this all, and I, I would be very surprised. It because again, the the January sixth and the Mar-a-Lago thing that's in the hands of the Department of Justice. Yes, there are special counsels, all this other stuff. I think they know their feet are on the fire. So unless they are sure that they can get. A conviction, they're probably going to let it go by the wayside. Now, this deal in Georgia, that's another Soros-funded DA in a very liberal, you know, place. Uh, They say it's as liberal as Manhattan. And so, who knows what happens there. But it uh, appears that 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 could potentially be a stronger case than what we're dealing with now. Yeah. And so, Not, it doesn't look strong, but stronger right. than, than than this situation. Well, anything stronger than this situation currently. But uh, and so the only other thing that I, I mean, that kind of sums up all things indictment. Uh, I, I, I do want to touch on the fact <laughs> that he and then the, I'll touch on this and then I'll touch on something else. But like, so he got back after the arraignment to Mar-a-Lago, and he had like 500 of his closest supporters there. Terry Lake was there. The My Pillow guy was there. Marjorie Taylor Greene, etc. Like, you could see those people when he was walking to the podium in the crowd. Uh, and he gave a speech, which I've talked to a handful of people about the speech, and I am the only one that thought the speech sucked. So, uh, I will just state. I think you should. I think you should qualify that. For I, example, I think, right? Uh, I think that I am probably way too hard on him, and so. But everyone else thought the speech was fine. I don't think, and Dale heard the speech. I don't think you thought it was some great moment in time, but it was not bad, and you thought it was perfectly fine. That's it. Was it was what I expected from right? Him. What you expected, and uh, the other people that I talked to thought it was you know, good, not great, but good. Uh, and I guess my thing is it, it is exactly what I expected him to do. And to, he went out there and he listed all the ways that he has been persecuted, hounded, you know, weaponized, uh, brutalized, all this stuff. I mean, we went through both impeachments, all the litigation against him, uh, you know, all, I mean, everything, uh, Russia, 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 you name it. And all this in 24 minutes it talked about how, and, and there were moments where he said, you know, that 
that like he brought up the thing with the yen that Dale talked about earlier. He talked about inflation, uh, all this other stuff. But th- those were very brief, fleeting moments. And then at the end, he said he's talking about all the shit that's happened to him. And he said, and even with this dark cloud hovering over us, uh, we will still make America great again. And that was it. I was just like, really? <laughs> you were just so wanting him to hit it out of the park. Is You had I mean, your bar set very high for him. He will never, there, there will never probably be another president, former sitting, running, whatever, that will have that moment again. And to me, he came across as just petty, complaining, little whiny, all this other stuff. And what he could have done is said, briefly touched on this. And this is what has always drawn me to Trump. He had no reason to do any of this. Most people enter politics because they want money, they want power, they want influence, connections, all these things. He had all of that. And I'm going to be honest with you. He had pretty much as much influence and power of anyone in the world that wasn't a world leader before he ever stepped into this. And he has been exactly what he said, brutalized, criticized, raped by the media, politically persecuted, hounded by the Justice Department, all these things. And yet he did this because I truly believe that he does think and did and wants to again make America greater again. And that that is what has been drawn to. And in that moment, he could have like spent five minutes saying A through Z on what happened to me. And yet I will not quit. I will continue fighting for you. I will never give up. And this is what we're going to do together when you elect me. And and list all the things, all the ways that he can make America greater again for the for not only his supporters, but those ones he lost in 2020 and anybody that's on the fence. And he just completely and totally missed that moment. All of it. Shall we say you're disappointed? I was disgusted. <laughs> you were angry. Yes. Yes. Very. And and I, I agree. He could have done much, much better. I thought his demeanor... Everything you said is exactly right on how he presented it. I, I just that that is what I expected him to come out and do. So it was just and you right and the it. handful of people that I spoke to and all the pundits, even the liberal one said that he was much looser, not nearly as angry or, you know, that his tone was way better than they thought it would be all this stuff. And I'm just sitting here. You people expect nothing of this man, evidently, because I guess I am just wasting my talents. Someone (laughs) in D.C. needs to hire me. Are you officially putting that out that you you are up for consulting in D.C.? Yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe you'll get something. Maybe. Uh, I'm telling you. And again, I say this all the time about the Biden administration, that these people have to be more intelligent than that. And I I would say the same about the people around Trump on that moment. I I think Trump has a lot of intelligent people around him. And I think, again, one of his greatest advantages, not just when he was president, but also in business, is he's surrounded by himself by the best people in every entity. And the speechwriter in this case just completely fucked it up. That's I. I'm no just other. I'm I'm just curious how much of that he ad libs, improvises, okay, or how much then, of his his hand that, goes into it. There's the other thing. Did they agree with me? This is and he just said, "Nope, I'm going to go out here and this is what I'm going to say." So I don't know, and that very well could be that. But I I just and and if that is if it was him. And they did advise him differently. And he still went out there. Then my hopes of him being elected in the general are not growing any stronger. If that's how we're going to play this next election cycle. 
what he needs to do more than anything else is talk zero about all this, like anytime any of this indictment bullshit on any front comes up, I would just say, you know what? It's a political weaponization of the justice system, and that's all I'm going to say. Next question. And talk about how you are going, talk about the policies that you had implemented that were working for the American people. How, how the world was in, in a better position. How the world had was in a better influence. When you were in the driver's seat, sitting in the Oval, talk about all the things that were so different when he was in there, and then highlight some things that he wants to do differently this time around. And leave the rest of this bullshit. Just, just what I said. It is a political weaponization of the justice system. Next question. That's yes. it. And I'm, I'm afraid what we're in right now, the shit show in the world and in our country, is becoming a little bit of the norm. And I think he needs to remind us it can be much better. It was much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. I'm not saying not talk about the past because talk about the policies you had that had us in a completely different world than this administration. And say that, state that, remind us what they were, remind us how they were, remind us where our economy was, remind us that our border was the most secure that it had ever been. Remind us that you were the first person to go over to North Korea, meet with him, stand on that ground, that you saw, got 17 Middle East peace treaties, uh, that Putin and Xi Jinping weren't playing each other on the same team against us. To do all those things. And then also tell us what things you want to do different. And he alluded to some of that in his announcement speech. The only, uh, the, and again, people say there's no good that comes from this in the long run. Uh, the good that I see is where I thought they were going to completely just black him out and act like Trump didn't exist. That has taken a complete 360. And, and not, only were, not only were they going to, they, they had, including yeah. Fox. And, and now they can't do that. Nope. And and so that's a complete 360. And this won't go away again. I mean, just it might die down. And then August 4th, here comes, you know, the pretrial motions or somebody decides to indict. Somebody decides not to indict. And these other cases, December 4th, right before the primaries, we have the pretrial motions decided. I mean, so th there is no end to this. Uh, so they're not the, going to be able to ice him out like they were. And on a then, positive, Ryan, you, you, you said right there, he's getting, and I, I don't know why, I mean, lo lots of reasons why, but his polls have gone up, obviously, since this all started considerably. Yeah. Do you believe it to be people think this is bullshit, weaponization, which is part of it? Yes. Do you think it's the fact that he's in the media again, and just just there, and, and people are paying attention again? All of the above. I, I think it's a little bit of all of the above, but I, I do think, the, the poll that made me take the most notice since this is the Rem Musin poll where it was just Biden versus Trump and it was taken April 1st through 3rd. So after the indictment was announced and the Trump and the poll before this that Rem Musin had taken, it was 45% Biden, 42% Trump. Trump gained 10 points and was at 47% to 40 on Biden after this. I do think that a lot of it, and maybe that's why he did the speech this way. Whether you like Trump or low Trump, I do believe that there is a foundation and a core in this country that we think the legal injustice system is not to be used for political games. And I hope. And I do think a lot, I mean, again, and if this case is dismissed or it doesn't go to trial or all these other things, it's, it's just going to add on. But, you know, you, you can say a lot of things, but when you start to mess with the core 
values of what America was founded upon. And I and this is the first time in nearly 250 years that everyone is saying this has happened. I think that shakes people just a little bit. And I, I think that is a big part of it. He's raised $10 million in less than a week. And again, I, I'm not saying that 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 is by no means a small amount of money, but uh, so everything that way, the money raised, the polls changing, all that going in his favor. I, I have to think, and again, and this was the point that I thought was brought up by everybody else. So there's Nikki Haley, some idiot former Arkansas governor, and then some man that I don't even know who he is that have announced that are running against Trump. Uh, and, and, just, and Joe Exotic. Uh, well, I, I think Joe Exotic's an independent, sir. And so yeah, he's okay. not running against yeah, him. Not in but, the primary. Right. Uh, and, and even the people that are thinking about running that haven't announced DeSantis, Barr, Pence, all the people. Okay, with 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 this glooming, real quickly, I think where DeSantis is and not announcing, uh, Pence, uh, obviously, several people waiting the wings, because Nikki is the only viable, and not not when you know it, I'm not gonna call her viable. She's yeah, the only one that's formally at one percent. Yes. So do you do you assume the others are waiting in the wing, not counting themselves out? to see if there's any of these charges that stick or if anything that could happen to Trump where he is no longer the candidate. Well, okay. But no, because here's the thing. They're all saying they're all defend. I mean, Jeb Bush, who vehemently hates yes. Bill, or Donald Trump, vehemently hates Donald Trump. All of these people have come out and said the same thing, that this is a weaponization of the justice and legal system for political prosecution, all that. They're all on defending Trump. Yes, so no, I believe I believe that. That, but at the that. same time, in the in the weights that that if something were to to happen where he could, what, I, I don't what's going to happen? Yeah, a felony he can still run. So you can't. Yeah, there's stop. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. Right. I mean, that has come up nine hundred. There is no. If he gets in convicted and put behind jails tomorrow, he can still run and he yes. can still win the Republican nomination. And I there. It is, you have to be a natural-born citizen, lived in this country for the last 14 years, and 35 years old. That is it. Yes, so he, he, he could run from jail. He can run. He could be a murderer, a mass murderer, and run. So there is nothing that you say these people are waiting. He's not going to stop. He's not going to quit. I, I do not, I don't care if they all indict him, all this. You cannot make me believe that this man's not going to ride this out. He has called this the final battle. Like, I mean, that, that's what, I mean, the commercials, all this other stuff. So, if that's there, what they're... Where I was confused is, is and I don't know why I didn't think about it, and I'm aware of that. They've all talked about how how the two, 35 U.S. citizen reside in the U.S., all, all of those things. I believe in some states, if you've convicted, been convicted of a felony and in prison, you are not allowed to vote. And I don't know which states those are. That's probably correct. That's probably and, and I And I may have initially thought if you had been con convicted of a felony, you couldn't run for president. But obviously, that is that is not correct. I, I think the thing is, is when all these people stirred this up, I, I all those people knew that, that it, no matter what, but I think they thought if they got him indicted and went through these criminal proceedings that he would be unelectable in yes. the eyes of the American people. Not And that has clearly, not ineligible, but yes. unelectable. Unelected. And that has clearly backfired. Yeah, completely. And I, and I don't know who gave this guy a push other than Soros. And, and I don't know how much deeper it goes than that. Well, that's Soros has even distanced himself from the man since the thing came out. He's like, I never, I, I, I mean, yeah, I gave him money, but I, I never did. No, that. he, he, he put him in office by his. Domain. Oh yeah. $20 million. I mean, like, but I mean, now even Soros is distinct. So I never told him to do this. 
I I would have made it a much stronger case. Yada yada. I'm like, dude, even your man has dropped you. But I, I think they thought it would make him unelectable and that he would fall so fast, so hard in the polls, all that. And that has completely backfired. And there there is not one person that and again, especially CNN and MSNBC, they're like, this solidifies him the Republican nomination without a doubt. But in the general, how will this play with the undecideds, whatever, yada, yada, yada? Nobody knows at this time. But that's why, and I will say in the last three or four days, uh, I have heard several different people on Fox make a call to Ron saying, hey, just just wait. D- don't get in this this time you don't want to be bruised and bloody you you've, you're young all the, I mean all the things that I have said well now I've heard three or four people say that since this because they do not think that there's that this has literally I mean it if even if you were like a just a little fan like oh you know what Trump's cool now you're like oh hell no you can't do this. And so the primary is pretty much a wash, I think. Have you seen have you seen any of the independent polling numbers on, on No, I have not seen anything on the independent numbers. I, I would love to see that. Yeah. And but and I also the other thing that's kind of a telltale sign to me is I always think it's funny on Fox News there's this commercial saying Please call in support of getting Ron DeSantis to run for president. We need someone who's electable, whatever. Same guy that does the voiceover. Are, for are the, you sure it's, it sounds similar? Are you sure it's the same person? Uh, yeah, it's the same guy that does the voiceover. You for do the not know this. Like 30 minutes later. But anyway, that commercial hasn't ran in the last three days. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I, I agree they sound similar. And it is a very ironic. Uh, y'all think that I am some DeSantis hater. I am not. I I don't know enough about the man's. I, I, the little that I have studied his policies and his time in office, I, I think he is a wonderful candidate to be the Republican president when Trump is not running because I think that somebody can coach him enough to where his tone and tenor, and he's not a mean tweeter. He's way more electable than Trump. I honestly believe that if he goes out against Trump, look at look at the 17 people that Trump took on in 2016, and where are they now? Nowhere. Nowhere. I think I think DeSantis positions himself much better to become the president if he sits this out. I mean, Jeb Bush in the largest political dynasty in American history. And Trump destroyed him and not just destroyed him to the fact that he was never going to be able to run for anything else in the rest of the world. I don't think DeSantis needs that because again, if they were the same age and whatever, he is young and dynamic and all those things and I would love for him to be president and if I knew he could win the primary against Trump this year I would be all for it because I do think he's more electable in the general I don't think he can do it because the next person that is going to be after Trump even let's just say Trump said fuck it tomorrow and got out said I quit Whoever Trump endorses is next. It's going to take him saying, this is the anointed one. And if Trump's running, he ain't doing that shit. And I I don't see any, I I cannot come up with anything right now that will stop him from running, period. I I cannot. I do not see that happening. But it would be interesting if if something were to happen who he would anoint. Yeah, but I mean, do you not agree it will take that? Yes, he's gonna have to. Well, I mean, unless he doesn't sign off on anybody, then then I don't, I don't know. Then it's just a free for all, yeah. But in the primary, if he if he signs off on one of them, it's 
Uh, I mean, it, especially if it's a decent candidate at all, one of the forerunners, it's over. Well, good. Are you are you comfortable with with getting that that information, particularly about your disappointment in the speech? Out? Oh yeah. No, I mean I'll get hate mail, but that's fine. I get hate <laughs> mail about DeSantis, so I don't care. I I don't I don't dislike DeSantis. I want him to be president. I just don't want him to get literally beat the hell up by Trump like all these. You people did not remember the 2016 election. I followed it every single day religiously. I remember all of it. Y'all might want to go back and Google and YouTube some shit. Now I'm, and all of you DeSantis lovers, see if you really want your boy to go through that. I, I remember it well, but what in hindsight, the other thing that disappoints me, and I'm, I'm going to go down a hole that I, I probably shouldn't, I, I don't know why he didn't destroy Joe in a similar manner. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I, that, and I'm not saying that he did anything wrong. I, I, just, I just don't know how it didn't happen. I think the two the two things that I came up with is number one, Joe stayed in his basement, so he wasn't out there making the gaffes, saying the idiot things, all the stuff that he had. So he didn't have enough material to work with. And the and the reason that Joe got elected is he had a very high likability factor. And so when you go after the lovable grandpa figure, I'm afraid they thought that that would backfire on them. I've never heard that. That is just my own personal opinion. I think the real thing is, the bigger piece of that puzzle is, if Joe would have had been out there campaigning, think of all the idiot screw-ups, gaffes, all this other stuff that would have happened to him that Trump could have used. Agreed. So, and and going back to my initial topic, and then we're going to wrap this up, I, uh, Ryan. I just got a text from Dylan, my my financial advisor, oldest son. He's uh, warning me about the devaluation of the dollar. Clifton just sent economy. you the same one. No, that's one I just sent. I just forwarded. It oh, you, oh, you just sent it to us. Sorry. Yeah. So with that, guys, I hope I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode of Beyond the Circus. And until next week, be safe. Y'all come back now, you hear?